Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. Is anybody else on the call? This is uh, Joseph from Legal Deception. Former moderator. Anybody else on this call? Hi, Joseph. I'm just getting on. Oh, I recognize your voice. <laughs> yeah. I was I was listening to your voice before I was ever on a call for years. Okay. I, you know, all of us do have a unique voice. You know. Yeah, but I mean, you got that that southern accent, man. You're. Yours is uh, outstanding among these calls. Okay, thank but you, Joe. I can, uh, you know what? I I know your name, but I can't recall it right presently. Yeah, help it's me. Mike, Mike in Chattanooga. Mike in Chattanooga. Yeah. In Chattanooga or on Chattanooga? Well, to be truthful, it's on, but yeah, that's that's right. Didn't mean to put you on the spot it was just but for to have know, it we know now none of that matters really okay you know it it's it's all about getting the birth certificate trust set up properly and being age of majority and running it and once you do that nothing else matters well, well it was set up already for you it's it's a yeah. matter of Getting your status correct so you can uh, uh, access the benefits. Yeah, being the benefits on the table. and whatnot. I yeah, no, I, we're on the same page. I, I've uh, I've heard you on so many calls; it's not even funny. You're. Yeah. Uh, you're I've very been working persistent. on this, Joseph. I've been working on this since 1999, and been on calls and stuff. And it seems like I went down a lot of bunny trails, okay? And it seems like yeah. everything's coming forward now, though. It's like all those little bits and pieces and stuff are being put together now. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, I I I'm probably a couple years behind you on starting. Uh, you know, uh, going down that road. The beginning of it was probably like uh. 2002 2003 for me but um yeah you know it's it's good to get an overview of of all little pieces and and what is going on and what you're doing exactly otherwise uh you know if you're going on doing processes that you don't understand then you know that's a good way of getting in trouble but yeah it, well, takes, it, takes, a, it takes a lot of time and a lot of persistence to get that overview you know Yes. Now, here's who got me started was Rice McLeod, who lives in Texas. He used to do an Internet call. Well, it was uh, I'd pick him up on shortwave radio, and 
I listened to him, you know, and he was on the internet too. And so I started listening to him, and his family owns over ten thousand acres of land. They would raise, you know, cattle, and go and sell them. And then the IRS would come back and say, "Well, you owe us part of that profit." He said, "No, you didn't help feed those cows. Why do you think you deserve any of the profit?" And so they were trying to get him to pay and contract with him and everything. He didn't quite know what was going on, but after a while he figured out that owning the birth certificate cuts them out. And and so he did something and proved that he was the owner of it, and they went away. And And so that's how it started for me right there. That's what he told me. Right. And that's just, you know, that's just one piece of the puzzle. It's, it's, uh, I like to think of it too, like the, uh, it's like a, that movie, the maze where it's, the maze is changes every night, you know, every time somebody does one of these processes and it's, it starts getting done a whole bunch, they, they change it. So you can still do the process, but it's not the same as the person or the people that came before, you know? So it's just, you got to you got to be persistent and willing to you know you got to be go like a comedian comedian and change as the train changes okay like exactly that's okay. that was a great analogy okay now i'll give you an example of that like you know i would i, I would talk to somebody hi everybody I, I know that voice too she will hi there I, i'll let you guys finish your comment and, okay. Um, what we were saying to you, Wolf, is is how people have got remedy, and the the system gets together and figures out a way to stop that remedy. You know, like somebody had remedy ten years ago, and you know I can call yeah. up mm-hmm. some of these uh, agencies, you know, and ask them questions and stuff, and it's like. Where is Mrs. So-and-so at? Oh, she's in a meeting right now. She's gone somewhere for two days. Well, that meeting, I can already tell you what that meeting is about. It's how to block Mike and Chattanooga and Alan and Joseph and, you know, us is what that meeting is about. Well, oh, yeah. I think yeah, it I, is. I used, to, I used to be, you know, kind of disgruntled about that, but I think it's a good thing. There are a lot of dumb people in this world. and they make it a challenge, you know, every time they close the door, another door opens. So, you know, everybody has their own path to follow. And, and I, th- I think it's a good thing because I think there would be a lot of chaos if it wasn't hard. Okay. Well, I can give you one little update that Alan did accidentally. Have you talked to Alan Shewolf? No, I haven't had a chance because I've been really busy. Okay, here's what he did is he had, you know, they was trying to cut him off his Social Security for the third time. And so they set up, a, a judge did, he had, they they had a get-together meeting over the phone, okay? And so it was like an open court, but on the phone. And so the lady's name was Judge Buck. and And so... Alan started out at the first of it expressing the trust, and he asked her, he said, Judge Buck, is it your intent to harm 
me the beneficiary of this trust. And boy, she wouldn't answer that for nothing. And of course, at the start, Alan said I was on as a witness only. She wanted to write all that down because she thought I was bringing something to it to confirm something that she didn't know about. I said, no, I'm just a witness to what's going on here mainly. And so Alan expressed the trust. He told her she was liable if anything went wrong. I'd have to go on the list of stuff that he said. And when he did that, immediately, like the next day or so, they sent his paperwork, his whole file, 100% of everything, to Hawaii, you know, to put it offshore. Did you know that all the courts are situated coming out of Hawaii in the United States? Hey, are you still there? I'm still here. I had you. I had I muted myself because okay. I was outside for a minute. It was windy. Okay, I've lost She Wolf here. No, uh, I'm, I'm sure she's, still, muted, she's still there. She's... Listen, listen. You all have to finish that conversation later because we have someone that's going to be on the call tonight, and uh, we want to give them the whole entire two hours, right? Right. And uh, is Southern there? You know, I haven't I'm heard Southern in, yet. I'm still learning is, how to this use this. This is Joseph. This. Joseph from Washington? Yep. How did I know? Listen, all you got to do is give me... Um, Staten uh, Province. <laughs> she will. Yeah, can I give, yeah. Hey, can I give Joseph my phone number so we can talk sometime? You know, like tomorrow. Right on the air. You want to give him the number over the air? No, that's why. That's why he's asking you. Because can I give him right this contact you? Oh, shoot. and yes, yes, you can give him my number. Okay. Okay, yeah. we'll do that. I will do that. That way. Joseph, uh, just give Joseph my number sometime, okay? Yeah, I will. I I promise I will. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't see Southern on here, and I don't know why, because he always wants me to be on early, and I'm on here, and I'm still learning how to use this talk shoe. Well, you can come on the call uh, 15 minutes early. You got it it set up where it plays elevator music for 15 minutes, because I was on... Oh, uh, well, you... (laughs) (laughs) I was on at 545. They don't start recording, though, until 6, but they... You got the elevator music yeah. playing, so I was just like, well, but, listen, yeah, I okay. think that's just a that's a, that's an added benefit uh, for the upgrade because I have to now pay a penny a minute, so they better put some elevator music on there. <laughs> you you're paying? I never had to pay for talk to you. You will if you're Metro PCS or T-Mobile because they changed companies. See, I talked to T-Mobile and they tell me that. Talk shoe changed companies, and when they did that, hurt all of the Metro PCS and all of the. Um, oh yeah, still, I don't, I don't like either one of those because Metro PCS is yeah. a, a, as a Sprint uh, prepaid, and then T-Mobile has ripped me off, yeah. and so did Sprint, and uh, I use a uh, Straight Talk. It's a Verizon prepaid. It's great. You get service, great service. If you got a decent phone, you get great service everywhere. Well, we got to talk about that one because, you know, like this one here, sometimes you'll be on the call and it'll drop, you know, out of nowhere. So, But um, 
uh, I was going to tell you guys, I want to welcome, um, I'm welcoming all the listeners here to the Legal Deception Communion Talk Show. Um, this is your host, Sheila. I'm sure Southern will be on shortly. He's the I'm one here. bringing a guest. Okay, Southern. I guess I would. Uh, we, I beat you on. I came on like five minutes early. Uh, we have a problem. My guest what? is sitting in the biggest major traffic jam California has ever seen. Oh okay, no! Well, that's we're okay. not going to be. We're not going to be talking about the subject matter, you know, that she was going to talk about. So I don't. I really don't know what to say. But uh, well, <laughs> I'm not going to waste two hours on the phone. Um, if she wasn't going to be there. But if you, you said you had announcements and things to make. Oh, you uh, know what I was going to tell you guys? It was something really important. You know, when you don't read the contract, I'm telling you, it's right there in black and white. You know, I, uh, I have this game. I think it's a game. What was it that I was? I was using a program today. And it, oh, and it tells me, oh, I wanted to talk to someone on a chat. This isn't a game. It was a chat that I was opening up a conversation with, right? It said, you cannot proceed or continue until you agree to our terms and conditions, right? Yeah. You know, I said, okay, let me just click on this button. You know what? That term and condition was about a whole day's worth of reading long, okay? So that I could chat with someone online, not not a not a private conversation either. It was for a purchase, you know, like I was looking for something that I saw it never shipped out. And um, when I looked at the terms and conditions, it says, and you must agree uh, that we are held, uh, you know, like the disclaimer where we oh we shall be held harmless. We, are, we have, uh, like, full immunity from prosecution that you agree that we will not go to a court. We shall handle all disputes um, with, um, that, what is it called, Arb- uh, with arbitration. Ar- arbitration. You, you know what, people? You, you have no idea of what but I got these news. websites. Well, I got good news on that. I'm in touch with some people that they're saying mm-hmm. there isn't a contract that we can't change a dozen times and we be fully in control of it. A guy out of Canada that I'm talking to, his name's Cal Washington. You know, he mm-hmm. does that smart meter thing, you know, uh, notice of liability. And they have been changing contracts for the last two or three years on everything, no matter what. Like you go to the bank, and say they say every bit of that. You just go ahead and sign up and then wait a week or two, a month or two, or a year or two, and you can go and change those terms to turn the tables 100% on them, and they have no choice because they can't negotiate. We can. Oh, they can't? Okay, well, this is good to know because I'm going to tell you guys a little secret that I just told um, my daughter-in-law. You know when it tells you to sign um, to sign up for what is that called, you guys? When your check bounces and they pay for it. Yep. Sorry. Yep. I credit consolidation. Called, credit no, consolidation. No, like, you write it. No, when you write overdraft. Check, overdraft protection. Overdraft, overdraft, overdraft protection. protection. Okay, you know yeah. how, 
Now, you know and I know that if you write a check and there's not enough money in it, right, they're, you know, they're saying they're going to pay the bill for you, right? And on most occasions, they don't pay the bill for you. If you don't have no money in the account, I've, I've had so many people tell me, yeah, you know what? They didn't cover my check. They charged me a fee for $35, though. Well, right. Now, you know how you, you uh, Wolf, you know how you yeah. can set that up? Because I've got a bank account that I can Me too, I have a difference. And I will not get charged anything. Now, they won't mm-hmm. go and pay the check, but I do not get charged for no re. You know, for the check right, balance. Right, me too. And here's the two categories that will allow you to be in that. One, if you don't get interest bearing on that checking or savings account, okay, then right. then the check can bounce. All right. And number two, if you set the trust up properly, you know, an estate. Yeah. All right. If you've got, you know, like somebody's estate, that can be set up and you can bounce a check and that you don't pay no fees. That's two categories. Right, and I, I don't I don't use checks. I use like the bank debit card, right? Right. If, if that is, were to bounce I, and you set this up No, it won't bounce. Yeah. Where it's uninterested. But here's what I was gonna tell you. You you're right that my whole point about the checks and the bank card was that you are correct about when you say that you can change that contract. That's what I did. I told them that I didn't want the overdraft protection, right? And it kept saying, but why, you know, it's whatever. And I was like, no, I don't want that. How about this? If there's no money in the account, they don't get paid. And, you know, person said, well, what if you didn't know and um, they didn't get paid? You know, wouldn't that look – I said, I look at all of my accounts from the other end, not from the end when it comes to the bank, I look at it from the other end. I put, I made a special account. I put exactly the amount in there that's going to be charged to the debit card. And I said, if I'm wrong by one or two cents, which I doubt it, then it's going to, um, then it can, um, it won't be, it won't charge, they won't charge me. Guess what? I don't get no fees. Well, I went into my account the other day and I saw a negative $5 and 31 cents. So I called the bank right away, and I told her there's a negative on her. She goes, "Well, I think someone's you have a chart. You have like ten charges pending." And I told her, "Yeah, and there's one in there that after three days, I guess it's not going to charge me because it was a mistake. I already called into the to the business." She goes, um, "Now here's another thing. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you bank with First National Bank or." first convenience out of Texas, um, if you have a, a charge under $50 and you know it's a mistake or you're going to dispute the charge, then they will release the funds right there and then and put it back in your – it has to be $50 or less. Another thing is that because I don't have that overdraft protection and I had a negative balance, and you guys know that with negative, you got to pay a fee – I didn't take the overdraft protection, She's, and she said, you're not going to be charged anything. You don't have the overdraft protection. And I listen, I know people that they get charged at overdraft protection two and three times on one check. 
Because every time, remember, the business goes to submit the check, you're going to get a bounce fee. And I don't really think you're looking forward to being bounced, but um, you, you just got to take that out. You know, that's the way. And you'll be saving money. And listen, you need to learn how to do your bookkeeping a little bit better. And, you know, I my New Year's resolution this year was this that I'm going to read every contract to anyone that I'm doing business with and I'm going to put in my terms and conditions. I don't give a damn who you are as a business. I'm going to give you my terms and conditions in writing. And you know what? It works like a charm. They can't do this or that to me. They can't try to do the arbitration or anything like that. Um, uh, you get treated better because you're putting in your two cents. Most people don't do anything. They just just sign everything away, and they don't even know what they're doing. I mean, if you read some of those terms and conditions, you are really throwing your life down the toilet uh, with your in, with your investments. That is somebody down here uh, that I know just tried to buy a house a few months ago and yeah. they the lady took the uh black magic marker <clears throat> and while the husband i uh, was talking to the to the uh banker and the lawyer <coughs> she was over there black magic and marker out the things that she didn't want in the contract well let me tell you something they saw what she was doing and change the terms and conditions, they grabbed that paperwork and headed out the door, and they didn't get the house. Right? Yeah, they they will. I mean, come on. That's something big you're talking about. And you know what? They will do that when it's a big, like a 30-year deal. But Southern, here's all you have to do. What you'll say, that is discrimination. See, we, they not discriminate against us. That is the first thing you've got to throw up when they try to block you on any of that stuff. Say, you're not yeah. practicing this, you know, being discriminate, are you? And that's all. Oh, oh, yeah. See, then you well, get away with it. What they're doing is bluffing and seeing what they can yeah. get away with. They're just testing people. Listen, they will do well, that. They told um, my friends. Well, I'm surprised, they, I'm surprised they did that, but let me tell you what they told my friends. It was closing day, and that individual called me, you know, because I, I told the person not to close because they never gave them a walkthrough, okay? And I know that when you buy the place, it's as is, right? And on the outside, everything is beautiful, Okay. And when you go inside, everything's freshly painted, brand new tiles and everything. But when I opened up that closet door, that AC was as old as the building. You know, like they never changed it. It could have been like 30 years old. So I tell the the guy at closing, oh, this is what we told him at first, because we haven't done a walkthrough, so you can't do the closing. And we're not going to do a closing until we get a walkthrough. And then they said, if you don't do the closing, we're going to fine you $700 per day. 
And I said, and you're not going to find me anything because I haven't had the walkthrough. You're in violation of your own policy. And I'm going to send you a fax right now. Goodbye, and I hung up on them. And I sent them a fax that said, we have not been given a walkthrough, therefore we need to postpone the closing. And guess what? They called me like two days later claiming that they found the key. Because when I go inside, I'm looking and I see that, you know, there were little odds and, you know, things that weren't good. But, you know, in the end, um, he got, you know, they got my um, friend because, you know, the building itself has, like, it's rotten. You know, like when you're in a, it was because it was after the hurricane and those um, drywall was really never changed. It looked brand new, but it wasn't because it was never changed. And when they moved in, when um, the guy, he was renting the unit out, every time somebody moved in, they, had, they all caught an upper respiratory infection or pneumonia. So he was saying, something must be wrong. And I well, said, why? He said, because the new tenants moved out, and they got really, really sick. And then he got another set of tenants, and they all got sick, and they had to be even hospitalized. So... We had someone come in and look at the place, and um, they said that there was severe, like a mold was in there. It was so dangerous. And so, you know what? I talked to the, the contractor who, you know, did the repairs on that building, and I let them know that, you know, there's mold in there and stuff, and they needed to, like, actually rip out the wall and all this other stuff. They told me they weren't going to do anything. And I said, have something to eat. Oh, yeah, you got to tell your mom because I'm, I'm on a call right now. Mommy, can I have a lunch for mine? You got to ask your mom. Um, and you know what? I told them, I told the guy, well, okay, because now I'm going to go to the city and I'm going to sue them because your, your unit passed inspection and um, I'm telling you, I called in a contractor guy and paid them to find out anything that's wrong with the unit. And it says that there's black mold in the unit. And we have it in writing, and I want to give you a copy of this. And I'm going to give a copy. You know how the people that come out, what is, um, the city inspectors came out. And I don't understand how they passed inspection with um, all of that mold and stuff. So I was... Um, I called them and I told them that they were going to be sued as well for fraud. You know, you you passed all these units and they were actually very dangerous. And it, even the roof, it had like leaks and everything. So exactly. Yeah, hey, people are really. Yeah. Hey, who was the guest that was supposed to come on? Are they not coming on? Um, they're claiming to be stuck in traffic, and my thing is that I wanted a confirmation that they were going to be on because I didn't want to waste my time bringing people to a call. But I'm going to tell you what they were going to be discussing was, um, you know, mortgage fraud. Yeah. And are you in a position to close this person was? What? 
Somebody's Are got you in a position? Was background? She was. Wait, wait a minute. Them? Hold on. Let me see. Let me see because I really don't know who it is. Let me see. That was me. There was somebody. Huh? That was you. Okay. Is it gone um, now? Yeah. What were you? Were you asking a question? Yeah, was. I was just wondering if you were in a position to disclose who that uh, guest person was. Oh, well, Southern, if he wants to say who it is, because it, it was him. He was bringing that individual on. Well, oh, okay. He was. I wasn't bringing them on. Yeah. I'm muted? You're, uh, you're not muted. Okay. No, she's been trying to get home for three hours. There's a big accident, okay, from what yeah. she said. And she's, on, she's in a parking lot out there on some road in California right now. Yeah, so it was someone that was going to discuss with you guys about, um, I guess, the mortgage fraud and um, if any of you guys were going through that, I guess what you can do about it. And um, Um, What she's going to talk about is the escrow accounts and how the system works because, like I said before, That's very important. People need to read the uh, Emergency Banking Relief Act of 1933, okay. Section 4, okay, okay, because it's all in there. Once you put the promissory okay. note in, they give the bank money. Now, instead of the bank paying your debt, that's called a secured loan. So they hold that money, okay, and they give you a mortgage. Wait right? a minute. Somebody is still making a lot of noise. Please. Mute, if you're going to do something, mute yourselves out so that uh, now if it was just me and you on the call, that'd be okay. But there's a lot of people listening, and I want everyone to have an equal opportunity to be able to hear the call. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it wasn't me that time. This yeah, I don't know who it is. Somebody is. She will. The what? The money call we tried to have like two or three times. Yeah. Blocking us. The devil's yep. working overtime. Oh yeah, you guys. We were trying to. Let me tell you something. We were trying to do a special call on currency and money. And I mean, I sw- well, I don't want to swear. I don't swear on anything, but we were trying to do the call, and every time we did it, went either the call wouldn't go through. We tried to do the talk show. It wouldn't work. I'm telling you, everything in the book would happen. So. Um, yeah, that's what uh, that's what David Clarence and uh, Timothy got kicked off TalkShoe for, talking about the dollar and, and currency. Really? Yeah, really. I'm very shocked because um, uh, I guess when – I don't know why they wouldn't want you to know about the currency – well, because there's I know there's people. there's lots of there's lots of nuggets in that, and if there's a lot of uh, uh, corporations where the CEOs and CFOs they they know about this stuff, and and they're they're you know making money hand over Listen, fist on the private they're, side, they're, they're just, and they don't want people they don't want the regular job, people okay. to know about it. What's that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, of course I you do. I I know you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to I wanna read something to you guys that I told Southern I was going to read to you guys. Hold on one second. 
You need to take okay. the game to your room. I can hear it very clearly. Or put Read on. on. I'm telling you, I, I condemn the day that these, what do you call these video games? I hear them all all day long, all day. I'm telling you, never quit. Okay, so I, I have this document, and it was, I guess, David Roach is the one who has his name on it, but I wouldn't do what it says to do. See, it says get your bills paid. Read this carefully. Look at your bill. It's a coupon waiting for you to endorse the back and turn it over as a gift. That's correct. Then, uh, that's one of the, that's well, what they were that's one of the things they were talking about. They got kicked off with the dollar and the currency. Timothy oh, was really? talking about the same thing, the coupon. Oh wow, listen that, to this. I'm just gonna give you the instructions that were on here. Um I've had it for like what, five years I think, but <laughs> I was telling Southern, I'm going to read this again to the people. I wasn't reading it to you guys because I wanted you to do this. I wanted you to realize something, okay, that anything you do without the control, right, of the court system, the judicial system, then you've done something privately and um, also it's a gift. Like, say you give your um, ex-wife 500 bucks, and you tell her, you know, I don't want you putting me on child support. I'll give you the money directly. And she'll say, okay. So you know what the judge, he's going to say, well, I don't care about any anything you gave to her is a gift. Okay. I don't know if they've ever told you that. No, I've heard that. But I've also heard that everything that you do outside the courts privately is is uh, superior to anything you do inside the courts. Oh, really? Yeah, well, they want control of that because I think they make a dollar for every, you know, like every time. You got, I want you to think of it this way. Okay, so they make a dollar every time it goes to the court system, right? And they have 500,000 dads in one state, right? on child support and they pay for the system, that's $500,000 right there. So maybe a CEO or someone like a director and those people that work at the comptroller's office, you know, they collect that money through the courts and they get a dollar per, you know, per, per transaction. See, what they're doing is creating jobs. And when I tell you these jobs, they're really stupid. I mean, if you would give people something at least to do that's worthy, every day coming in, uh, you know, just looking um, to see if someone hasn't paid their child support, and uh, then they, because they're not really working people. If you if you ever listen carefully to what they're saying to you, they'll say, "Oh, I didn't send you the letter. The computer does it all on its own. It's automated." When you don't pay, the computer already generates a form that's going to be put in the mail. You know, it's, it's, you guys are to the point of no return almost 
because once everything becomes computerized, it is going to be very hard for you to get out of your situation. Okay? I'm going to tell you what happened. But, today. Um, but not impossible. It's not impossible, you know, because <laughs> Joseph, it depends. If you're good at computers, like maybe me, you, and other people, <laughs> we'll go in there and find it. Well, there's a will, like I say, there's a way. Well, yeah, but I mean, whether it's computerized or on paper, the path is still, you know, for those who got eyes to see and ears to hear, it's still it's still yeah. there on the internet. It's it's still the same um, ball game. Just they eliminated the paper and put it on a screen. Okay, let's say that's true. Okay, so you get your wages garnished by the U.S. Department of Education. And you call them for two weeks straight, nobody picks up the phone. It'll say that, you know, we're unable to take your call at this time due to a high call while you try calling again later and they'll hang up on you, right? But I'm telling you this. It took two weeks. I'm one of those people that got my wages garnished. I couldn't get anyone to answer the phone. And then... Um, it told me to print in my social, right? And then it, it transferred over to another agency. And I asked them, you know what you know what they told me? I listened to the recording too. It said this is an attempt to collect its debt. You know, and everything you say and do will be used for that purpose, right? So some guy comes on and I tell him, you know, this call is being recorded for quality assurance. And I said, this is an attempt to settle a debt. And everything said or done here from this moment forward shall be used for that purpose or shall serve uh-huh. as evidence in a court of law. The guy was like really quiet for like five minutes. I'm like, hello. He said, did you enter your social security number before we spoke? And I said, no, because I don't think I need to enter one to ask you a question. And I said, I got transferred over to you. Are you the U.S. Department of Education? Because I did hear you say another name. And to me, you sound like you're a collection agency. And he said that he was. And I said, well, are you the U.S. Department of Education? He goes, well, no, we're not. We're not. You know, I go, like, if I go to look you up, look up your business name, is it going to show that you're a U.S. Department? He said, no. I said, ah, okay, you're a third party. These people sold the note or the loan to a third party, like a debt collection. So I called the Secretary of State, and they said, yeah, we know um, about that agency. Yeah, you can't file a complaint against them because they can't garnish your wages as a third party. I said, no, the, the U.S. Department of Education is garnishing my wages, but the people that are holding the debt that they sold is not the U.S. Department of Education. So they gave me the, um, you know, they told me to fill out financial affidavit and saying that I'm going to go through hardship if you keep taking this money. And I, I haven't sent it in yet, but they stopped taking my money for now. But I better send it in before they stop. I have to wait four months for them to not take my funds for sure. So 
um, I had posted an 800 number on my on my wall that you guys could you guys could have called, okay? And you call, and it'll tell you if there's a debt, okay? By, it says by a non-taxing agency, a taxing agency, the only one they can't give you is if you owe the IRS. They can't tell you that. When they say you just call the IRS and they'll tell you. So um, I made the phone call for a couple of people that I did their taxes. And it said they weren't collecting. It said they don't see any record of anyone putting them under collection. And when another person got their check intercepted, we just wrote a letter to the IRS saying they got to give back the money that when we call the 800 number, it, there is no, um, there's no amount due. It, it's a, I didn't say anything that this person owed a debt to anybody. But what I did now is I wrote a letter, okay? And this is for another client, okay? And they're a relative with me. You know, I don't want to really say, but I can say it's my son. And I did his taxes for the first time. And I called the 800 number just to see a child supporter. Anybody out there is going to try to, you know, intercept his check. So it says, if you don't want your check intercepted, you have to fill out this form and you call us and we, so we can stop the interception. It says they're allowed to override whatever the agency wants. Like what, what, what um, Mike is saying here, you can change the terms and conditions. Remember, I told you this, okay? You don't, they come in, they want $300 out of your check. You don't have to give them $300. See, they asked me, how much would, see, this is for my son. They tried to say he owed like close to 40000 to uh, Social Security. And um, I said, he didn't owe you anything. He didn't even have a penny in his pocket. And that's a, you know, and I questioned them. Isn't that supposed to be a, a disability benefit, like a welfare check? And they said, yeah, I go, well, if you're, if you're handing out a benefit, people don't pay benefits back. And they didn't say anything. And I said, anyways, here, I'm going to give you something. And the lady, she looks, she goes, what is this? And I said, these are some DBAs. And she goes, well, it has his name on I go, that's right. The name of his business is, are those two names. And you need to give that to the Treasury a copy of it so they can understand that they're not going to intercept anything on him because now you're not talking to uh, a man, you're talking to a transmitting utility. And she says, okay, so she copies. And then we said, no, you can have those. It says copy on them. We're, we're giving you an official copy. And I wrote down so you know, solely for the use. Uh, you know, as described on the above letter because I tell them how they can use it. How do you use it? You're going to validate that I just bought my name forwards and backwards, and now it's not uh, the entity you're talking to. I just changed the name to have a different value. And um, they didn't intercept his check. But they said they were going to do it, but they didn't do it. I put them papers in, and the IRS says it too. Call this number. And if you feel like you're going to be financially hurt by them intercepting you, you have to do it, it says, before you file your taxes. 
Because after your taxes are filed, they said they can't really do nothing about it. You know, unless it's a validated reason, they can't do nothing. You also can do injured spouse. You're married to someone, the other person owed taxes, uh, and they want to take all your tax return. You don't have to do that. You can do injured spouse. I've been doing injured spouse for some of my clients for like about 10 years. So, anybody have any questions? Hey, Mike, you want to finish saying what you were saying earlier? Is Mike still on here? Southern? Hello? Yeah. Did Mike leave? Are you taking a break? Oh, probably. I mean, if anybody wants to stop and get some snacks and stuff, you may as well do so right now. <laughs> Already snacking yes, on. Hey, hey um, I don't know. Is Gonzo on here? Hey, Southern. Yes. You continue. Let me let him know I'm on the call because... Hello? Some people, I, yeah, I need to talk to him about something, and I want him to come on the call. I, I, I can barely hear you. I want to talk to, I got to let Gonzo know I'm on the call. He wants to be on the call. I don't know, okay. Roger here? Is Roger on here today? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Hello, is Roger on here? Because he said he was going to come back to the calls to help the people know what they have to do to clean their credit. All right, so then you take over. Let me let him know. Let me let Gonzo know that we're on the call. All right. So, all um, right, I'll be right back. I got a couple little announcements to make. Um, we have in legal deception. Uh, Uncle sort of puts this. There's been a bunch of people out there who have come into legal deception and asked for help. And there's been a policy, a bunch of people out there who always say, you know, message me and I'll give you the answer. That's coming to a stop. I was recently involved in a situation where somebody sent me some paperwork that was sent to them by instant message. I'm not even going to waste my time telling you what the paperwork was about, okay? But I hope the person that sent it is on this call, all right? Because I'm going to say this very bluntly. Anytime you want to come on, this open policy too, to anybody debate me as to what I'm putting out there, I, I'm here. Don't go behind my back. Don't hide under a rock, okay? And try to make people think that what I'm putting out is not the truth. Because I'm giving you where to find it, 
right? I'm giving you the law. And that's all I got to say. This is going to come to a stop. If you can't, if what you have is not good enough for the people on legal deception, all right, then don't put it out for everybody. Uh, this here instant message me, and I'll give you the answer, is coming, coming to a stop because of that situation and another one that took place about a month ago. That's that. We're going to start removing people who do that. Apparently, we got some gurus in here from other groups, all right? And they don't want to put nothing into the group. They just want to take something you know, uh, take out of the group. They, they don't want to put nothing in it. That's not the way it's supposed to work. You got information, you're supposed to help somebody. And you're supposed to put it out there for everybody to know. Not just one person. That's not the way this works. All right? So if it can't be put out publicly, then it can't I'm not letting it be put behind the back anymore. I got the paperwork because somebody sent it to me. But they even, they thought it was wrong, and it is. Let me explain something. We have a bunch of lawyers on legal deception. And this particular person is a lawyer. And they're trying to sidestep what we're doing and try to make people believe that it's wrong and the information that we're putting out is wrong because their jobs are on the line. Um, we have a situation with one person right now where the judges ruled that the name change is incorrect because both names are the same. That's incorrect. We're going to be dealing with that. All right? Hey, Southern. Yes. Hey, this is Joseph, uh, this former moderator. I got a new, uh, I deleted my account on Facebook because uh, I was getting hacked into too many times and I had too many you know, family members that were getting um, put into uh, group group discussions and stuff like that. But I have a new a new uh, Facebook um, uh, uh, profile. I'll send you an instant message if you want to make me a moderator again. I'll help you with uh, your uh, barfly situation. I'll consider it done. What's that? Consider it done. I'm even going. To talk to Daniel and get him back in. Yeah. I need, yeah, I I'll, 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 I'll PM you. Uh, it's, a new, it's, a new proof, it's a new profile, but I'm friends with She-Wolf on there. and It's, uh, I just use my first and middle name now instead of my first and last. Yeah, because I, I, I removed this guy and I hope he's on this call because I know that he was a member. Like I said, the, the, if he keeps it up, I hate to say this, but I'm going to sue him for libel and slander. I make him come from California to Florida to fight the, the court case. Because I might have enough of it. You know, if you, can't, if you can't come out here and debate me openly and prove me wrong, don't hide behind a, a rock or under a rock and try to do it. Don't. I mean, I'm not putting out. Um, I'm not putting out patriot stuff on this. I'm showing you what the law says with this military stuff, and 
I'm going to be doing a series of calls because back in November and December of this year, uh, of last year, I sat down with two groups of people. Now, I was the only non-lawyer at the first, uh, both groups, all right? The first group had about 15 people in it, and I had them so mad that three of the gentlemen at the end of the table, which I won't tell you who they were, got up and walked out, and if looks could kill, I died because they couldn't rebut what I was giving them. They couldn't do it. They kept trying to tell me that those flags were decoration. I said, there's no such thing as a, fl- a, de- a flag being flown for decoration. I said, there is no such thing, especially not in the courtroom. But there was a lot of interesting stuff that I put for them, uh, of the paperwork that I got, the information I had. And the sad part is, like I said, I had the people so mad that they got up and left. I ended up talking to another small group, two of the people that were the first group, and another man uh, that was in the first group. And they tried, he tried uh, to rebut what I was putting out there about the military side of this. And I just kept throwing the information in front of the space and saying, prove this, prove this, prove this. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. And finally, after a while, about an hour, they started talking. So they realized I had them. I, I can even tell you right now how they're using the name. Okay? Has, you, has anybody here ever read the Bible? Hello? Yeah, I've read it. Go read Genesis 1 and 2. All right? Go read Genesis 1 and 2. God created Adam and Eve, and he named them Adam and Eve. Then he created the animals and brought the animals before whoa, 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 whoa. Adam. So he didn't Adam and Eve. Yeah. <laughs> he created Adam, bro. Listen, huh? don't forget 126. He, he created Adam, Adam, the yeah. man. Not... But listen carefully what he, what's going on here. All right, he brought the animals to Adam to name. All right, let me pull this up here. Give me just a second. I'll give you an exact quote. And what happened was somebody that deals with me down here found this in a movie that he was watching. I put the video out there and told everybody to listen to the last 10 minutes of it. I don't think they did. Hold on one second. Uh. Yo, bro, I got it right here. Old Testament, King James Version. Which, which you want to start with twenty six? The herb? No, I want to start. Hold on a second. Hold on. Nope, you don't want to start with twenty six. I right. yes, twenty six. Yeah, and God made the beast. 7, yeah, I'll read it if you want. King James Version, a word of wisdom from our Father. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God said, let us make man 
in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the et cetera, et cetera. You want to keep going? Okay. Right there you've got the, the trick word. Let him have dominion. Keep going to read 27, 28. So he's going to have dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl in the air and over the cattle and all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, including attorneys. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female, created him, them, 29. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth. That's a tree of life. Every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you, it shall be for meat, which means you're supposed to eat it and it'll heal you. Okay. You want to go keep going? Down to no, go down to Genesis 2. Right. Heavens and earth and all that? Go down to Genesis 2. All right. Start about 19. All right. So there's, what, there's a secret of the name right there. I'm going to show it to you. Start with Genesis 2:19. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Okay, listen carefully. Here's what these people did. I, I found this and... and and that video, and I couldn't believe it. To name something is to show dominance over it. God created the animals, but he brought the animals to Adam so Adam could name them and therefore have dominance over them. They're doing the same thing with the birth certificates, the exact same thing. When your mother and father had you in the hospital, they gave you a name, John Michael Doe, upper lower case. Okay? And what happened, they took that and they put it onto a certificate of live birth. They, they granted you that name. They were the grantors. You were the grantee. That is your name. So you control that name. Now, what they did, Bureau of Vital Statistics, is they took that name, that certificate of live birth, locked it away in a file. And they issued you a new certificate of life, a birth certificate in the upper lowercase name. So they, in their world, they named you, okay, because you were a foundling child. They named you, so therefore they have dominance over you. This is why these judges and people can't tell you their jurisdiction over you. They can't do it. The secret would be out. But there apparently is a maximum law that somebody's supposed to be kidding me or sending me a copy of a book that he found it. It states to name something is to show dominance over it. Do you remember uh, Roots? Hello? Of course. Yeah, Kunta Quinte. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Roots? The movie Roots? Yes. Right, where they forced Kunta Quinte to take his slave name Toby? Same thing. That's why they don't want people doing these name changes. 
Because once you own that name, they have no dominance over you. None. It's all biblical. If you read Genesis 1 and 2, you'll get it. That's what they did. I could not figure... See, I don't like blue sins. And I could not figure out why they issued you a, a new uh, birth certificate. Now I understand why. Because once, you, once your mom and dad named you, okay, and granted you that name, that name is yours. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but it's you have a right to use, not necessarily ownership thereof. Say that again? I believe you have right to use, as in you can go down and get a driver's license or whatever. However, it's a right to use. As you know, you don't have ownership per se. It's No, correction. As a grantee of that name, it is yours. It is yours. You have ownership of it. I've got a document called the right to control one's name or something like that. Okay? I put it out there on legal deception a couple of times, but I don't think anybody read it. Uh, Hey, what about what other, you know the rich people, they say this all the time. Own nothing, control everything. That's it. Right? If you want to own it, I mean, you can, you know, but, and you have a lot of power when you own it. Lots of power. However, you know, you're responsible for that power too. Hold on, let me look it up. Well, while you're looking for that, let me finish telling these people the police story from yesterday. Hold on one second. One second. That document is called The Right to Control One's Name. It's out there on the Internet. I will post it again in Legal Deception tomorrow for everybody to read it. Okay? Okay. But that is what they're doing. Yeah. And and at that meeting, at a second meeting, I basically, their silence when I put this before them, I said it all. They didn't know what to say. Well, not only that, but I'm thinking if you're using an all-caps name and that's your commercial name, I think you're an idiot for not putting your part down. That's why I said... This should be the year of the contract. If somebody wants a contract with you, I wish you people would do it. And get 10,000 more people to do it. Write your part of the contract. And attach the birth certificate. But guess what I'm going to get? I'm supposed to be getting something very valuable this week. It is how to commercial entities sign off on a contract. You know how... You, you you can't sign, and you see, what we're doing is we're signing everything away, and here's where you make your mistake, because those are nudium pactum contracts. And yeah. this is what me and Southern was talking about. These are one-way contracts. Where did you, listen, you're, you're sitting here borrowing money for a house or something, right? 
You didn't put anything in on your own. We gotta, you got to put something in writing about what you want out of this. And you want to know something? If you guys would do that, these banks would have to change the way they do things because you're just signing their contract. And I'm sure, people, I'm not saying you guys in this group, but I bet you, you people have children that are grown up. I, I know I do. I'm not, I'm still young, a young woman. I'm mature, but young, but my kid, my baby's 23. And I bet you're not telling them about what happens when they sign off on these mortgages. You need to tell them that they need to put something into the contract of their own. Maybe the birth certificate. And then you write, you put in the birth certificate and that shall be, you know, for payment uh, of all debts, public and private. And you put it in there, this contract shall expire in so many years, or at the moment you go to the treasury and get your pay, um, you are to write me a letter stating that the, the matter has been settled fully, paid in full. You have to do well, something, because, see, you're just sitting there signing a hundred page contract and you know what you didn't read not one word of it that's just like congress they get a 900 page obamacare package right i read page 612 or something and i was like "Uh uh-oh you know see i'm seeing what it says in here 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 you know what i'm saying you people you're a fool if you get this if you're for that obamacare i know a lot of people are very sick and they need it They'll take anything, but you know what? It was the worst insurance plan. You know, I have people that they had to see a doctor. You know, you know the medical or the hospital they had to go to was like 40 miles away. And the doctor would be 20 miles away. And then the doctor would not treat them right. I know a doctor, you know, my own doctor, he says that I hate Obamacare and I will not accept not one patient who's under Obamacare. And I asked him why. He said because the people who um, created the rules and regulations of Obamacare, he says they are not doctors. They were businessmen and lawyers and they don't have, he tell me they don't have one iota of knowledge regarding the medical field. And they will hurt lots of people. Like, they didn't well, tell you you would have to do that. Here's another thing. Southern, remember I read that to you one day where it says that when you have a baby in the hospital, the social worker is to do everything in her power to get to your house. And you will say that you're just checking on the welfare of the newborn. It says you are to observe everything in that house, including for the other children that may be living there. Why? So they can write up a case. Once you sign their paper, let me tell you something. It is a contract. They'll say, sign this that we came over for a visit. No, I tell them, no, I'm not going to sign anything. I I didn't. Let me see. I checked my records. I don't have an appointment with you. You can't come into my house. No, I'm not going to sign your paper. Please, people, teach your children, because if you have any adult children, you're not teaching them. That is very sad, because once we are gone, they are going to be totally lost. Yeah. They, I think we're the last generation because nowadays, you know what they tell the kids? You don't have any rights whatsoever. 
That's just what said about the people that uh, the lady was marking the contract for the uh, Black Magic mm-hmm. Marker. Yeah. Do you know what she was marking yeah. out? What? The words you, the words you, USD behind that number. And that's what got them people. Oh, mad. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell everybody they're about giving, that. Me and you were talking about that. They're giving, okay, let me explain something to you. They're giving you Federal Reserve notes. No, you're paying out. with Federal Reserve notes. No, they're giving you Federal Reserve notes. They're not paying. No, I said okay. we are paying them with Federal Reserve notes. Okay, I'm going to get to that. You signed a contract, a mortgage contract, Okay. Wait a minute. Somebody is doing something, and it is Southern. It is totally interrupting the talk. So I'm going to have to try to start muting people out. Whatever. Do what you got to do. I mean, yeah. Keep going. So keep going. Anyhow, you're signing a contract of I. That usually goes uh, the first words for value received. Well, they're not telling you what value they're giving you on these mortgage contracts. Right? They're they're not telling you what value is being given. They're not actually giving you a value of anything. They're giving you a piece of paper that basically has no value. Because a one dollar bill and a hundred dollar bill are basically the same thing. It just got numbers on paper. They're requiring you to pay them back in U.S. dollars. If you look up the definition of U.S. dollars, it's a gold coin. You 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 can't pay the debt. <clears throat> and everybody keeps going to court and fighting all this and fighting all this and fighting all this. And this is why I got with these people that are going to buy this house. Like I said, when she started marking out USD, that guy went to the roof because... They're giving you Federal Reserve notes, all right? And then they're turning around. They want you to pay them back in gold coins. You can't do yeah. that. You don't have gold coins. You don't have a U.S. dollar, all right? My, my money docs out there. Go read it. Go read it. Look up definition of dollar. That's all you got to do. Bouvier's got a great definition, all right? Dollar is a what gold coin. What does it say? Uh, huh? It says it online. It's online. Bouvier's different definition of uh, okay. That's a little long read, but it tells you all the coinage jacks. Okay. Yeah. Congress can only coin money and regulate the value thereof, which means they can turn gold or silver into coins, and it can regulate the value of that gold and silver. They have no. They can't make money. That power was not so given to them. So what happens? So what happens when they make these these currencies that have no value whatsoever? Well, what I mean, fraudulent. Yeah, well, it is. The, I mean, the only thing because. you can get out of it is goods and services. If, if you read the Emergency Banking Relief Act, that's what this lady was going to talk about. She's going to be back yeah. on next weekend, by the way. Hopefully she'll get home in one mm-hmm. piece tonight. Uh, Emergency Banking Relief Act of 1933, Section 4, okay, uh-huh. tells you in there that every dollar on the street, 
that is issued by the Federal Reserve, they must have a dollar of collateral. Okay? Let me explain right. something. Everybody thinks they know about what happened in 1933. Let me get, tell you what happened. All right? The banks were, loan, were holding gold. They were hoarding it. All right? And they were giving out bank notes. Now, this goes back to the 1800s. Now, the problem with a bank note is that if you're from one bank, let's say First National Bank, and you want to go over and buy something from somebody that's at uh, Barnett Bank or American Bank or whatever, those no- notes on that bank may not be any good at the other place. This is why I think they created the Federal Reserve, one, one bank note. Mm-hmm. All right? Because imagine yeah. if you you want to go buy food at a store. They had to the keep everything. There. They had to keep everything <laughs> uniform. Yeah, and you get to the you got the checkout line. You got a big basket full of groceries. Oh, we don't take that currency. You you you're SOL. It's that simple. All right. Now the problem with the bank note, the third note, is they're printed hey, by sorry. the treasury. And they're just given to the uh, Federal Reserve to distribute, all right, as money. Well, now I can, um, excuse me, slap my face, as legal tender, which is anything can be used as legal tender. We have a gentleman on our group, uh, Coffee Bean Gene, who paid a debt with coffee beans. Anything can be legal tender, an offer to pay. Here's, what did they tell you, she Wolf, right, when you were doing your foreclosure? What did the judge tell you? You didn't pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They tell everybody this. I just got through with somebody yeah. down here, and they still don't understand it. You, but I did pay. No, a Federal Reserve note, and I looked it up in Florida statute, is not payment of a debt. Anything that can be used right, for exchange for goods or services is not payment of a debt. So you're paying these people in Federal Reserve notes. Now, theoretically, when you get this thing paid up, the promissory note and the mortgage, theoretically, you're supposed to get that back. What? The problem is that you're not getting these documents back because you're not paying the debt. Because you signed a contract to pay in U.S. dollars. Yeah. Well, you know, what I was thinking was this. You know, that paper that you're holding, the birth certificate, is government property, right? Uh-huh. So when you just sign off on it, you're agreeing to something, right? Like the sweat equity or whatever you're agreeing to. But they, you know, remember, it says own nothing, control everything, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about it, they're the ones who are owning nothing and controlling everything. You get it? How they took all those houses away. So when you go to do a name change, you're like I've said it before, and that would be the correct one that I, you know, it that I chose right there. It's not that you're changing your name, which I've told people over and over. I don't even have to say. You guys can go back to the old call. I said, that, you know, on the paperwork, I even said on one of them, it says, uh, why do you want to change your name? And I wrote, uh, it's not, 
I wrote, not changing it. It's a change of assignment. Why? Because they they're the controllers right now, right? You want to be the controller. And if you didn't put, you know, and I tell people, if you don't put that on there, you know, you could, yeah, you could change it. It's being changed to you, but the judge specifically wants to know why you want this name changed. And the way they ask you, like the way a judge will speak is like, I like that someone said, the judge said, you're not doing this because you want, uh, you're trying to um, get forgiveness of debts, are you? He says it in a way like, it's a bad thing, right? No. You tell him, yes, I want my debts forgiven. Say, the Bible says every seven years we're supposed to have Jubilee and we've not received anything in Jubilee. They say You gotta read the um the the law of persons and the law of things. Oh really? I'm I'm reading this book right now called You have um, a <clears throat> I'll tell you what did you the law of persons while you're I, <clears throat> I think oh, I did. Listen, I'm the, I'm reading the law of I'll things deals right with, The law of Go things ahead. deals with right the, the law of things deals with rights and obligations. And the law of per I forget what the law of persons deals with, but if you have the right to freedom of speech, mm-hmm. then I have a duty then I have a duty to protect that right. You got right. these people. I'll give you an example. You got, you got these now. Now you can't go out and be belligerent and things like that. But if you want to set up a table yeah. and pass out flyers, okay, then I can't come up to you and slap those flyers away, oh. calling you a, uh, you know, a uh, Make America Great Again communist or whatever they say. But you know, all that Trump stuff they say. I can't yeah. do that because if I do that, equity has taken away my right of speech. It does it. I have a duty. Yeah. I can either I can I can ignore them, but I'm supposed to come to you if 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 I disagree with you, I'm supposed to come to your aid and protect your space. I mean, don't don't hit him. Don't do this. He has a right to say this. I have a right. We have a right to do that. But I want what I want to say. And well, finish your thought. I do want to bring something to everybody's attention because something was brought to my attention today regarding the promise. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that when you do this name change. I'm going to say it again now. You are supposed, there's, it says there, why are you changing your name, right? And you say, I am changing my name, but I, this is, um, say, but my definition of a name change is, this is a change of assignment so that I may control the name. Why? Because you, you're holding government property. But you haven't, uh, you don't, you never change your control. You know how they say they can't find you? Well, you, you can't, they're not going to find you until you go to court and you get that change to under your control and power and you get the decree. Um, and that, listen, you can do it like the way I do it. I write my own paperwork, uh, on a contract by hand. And I, I attached a birth certificate to it, right? Because I'm saying that is mine for my use. But if you want to be the controller, then you have to, um, you know, it has to be decreed to you. And that is exactly 
what the vital stats had told me. She says, when you get the decree and you bring it to me, she said, I will incorporate you. And let me tell you, I know for a fact that that's what they're looking for because she was sitting there at vital stats and she was um, going over my DBAs, okay? What would, what would vital statistics be doing going over my DBAs that I filed in the county? She said, oh, there must be a discrepancy because I do not find that name anywhere. You see, she asked me, date of birth, where was I born, you know, what, what she was, what city and state is on that paper? And I told her. She said, but the names must not match. And I said, they don't. And she said, well, you got to go get a decree. And she said, you need to uh, correct that. Because, and then you, she said, oh, do you want to keep the name that's on your DBA? And I said, yes. And she said, okay, you need to correct that then because those names don't match. You have one name on your birth certificate. Well, my certificate of birth. And she said, you have another name that you're, you know, that you live by. So you have to correct it. And then I will incorporate you. And this is exactly what I, you know, I, I've said the story before. And I told her, and what will happen? She says, what do you mean, what will happen? The whole world will know now that you live. The way she said it to me, I was very surprised. She said, then the whole world will know that you live. Let, uh, See, you're let dead. Me uh, mm-hmm. You guys need to go read 5 U.S.C. 552A, records maintained on individuals. The first five chapters there tell you everything that they're doing to you. Everything. Okay? And listen to this. When you're under 18, the courts protect you, and they even say this in court. But the Constitution, listen, I've been to juvenile courts many times. I remember the day my daughter was in there. She was in trouble. And this guy said, I want to put an ankle bracelet on this young lady. She's really bad and blah, blah, blah. And the judge said, she has rights, you know. What about the Constitution? She said, if I hear one more word out of you, I'm going to hold you in contempt. So it's best that you be silent. She was talking to the prosecutor. So we took a break and we went back. I'm talking about, I was talking to the prosecutor. And he said, um, didn't you hear what the judge just said to me? If I ask for them to put this ankle monitor on her one more time, they're going to put me in contempt of court. I'll be going to jail tonight. And he said, the only person that has the power to, to make her change her mind would be your, the attorney that you have representing her, your daughter, or you yourself. And the other attorney was like, you know, you're a traitor. She tells me it's the attorney. She goes, why are you talking to the prosecution? I said, because he can't do nothing to my daughter. The judge is protecting her with the Constitution and her civil rights. She said, but why do you want to put an ankle monitor? I go, because she is bad. And you know what? The judge should test her for two weeks and see what she does. (laughs) We go back in. And the prosecutor says, I'm not going to say what I really want, but the grant, the, I mean, the mother will tell you what she wants. And I told her, 
And then I told her, if you don't grant me what my request, you're going to take her home with you or you can leave her here in this jail. And the judge granted what I wanted, and I, I put an ankle monitor. My daughter was furious at me, but I had to do what I had to do for her safety. And so we left. But, you know, this other judge that my daughter uh, talked to in Colorado, See, my daughter, she's not scared. She'll tell the judge, oh, but she was nice to this judge. She told the judge, I con- listen to how she said it, I control his name. I paid for it. He goes, um, yeah, but the law. He goes, I see that you own the name. He goes, but I need to tell you the law. And, I, and she said, what is the law? She said, we control his estate until he's 18 and then she said and then what's going to happen when he's 18 he said he must come in here to so we will what is he and we will convey the estate to him mother but we won't give it to you we cannot give it to you he said we we have a duty to con he said we protect and control you see it's about control you're trying to get control of the estate and in order to do that, you have to do a name change so that you take control of that title that is government property right now and you take control. Oh, so let me tell you about the police yesterday. Uh, they pulled one of my family members over, and they're asking for a license, whatever, you know, insurance or whatever. And the young lady thought that she had her wallet with her, and she didn't have her wallet. So the officer said, well, you know, you were speeding, but I'm going to give you just a warning, but I am giving you a ticket. You don't have a driver's license with you. You don't have any identification. And anyways, I'm on speakerphone. And I hear, you know, she's saying, I got can you um, snapshot me a, a copy of my license? I left my wallet, whatever. I said, oh, well, before you do that, can you ask him to give you his business card? And, you know, he told her, he goes, oh, I'm not going to give you that. She, she, you know, she's intimidated by me. So she didn't say, she said, he, and she tells me, um, he won't give it to me. He said he's not going to give it to me. And I said, well, I don't know what he's doing conducting business with you if he doesn't have a business card. But anyways, I said, well, he doesn't have a business card. Well, sir, do you have a fee schedule? (laughs) He said, a what? I go, do you have a fee schedule for the business you're about to conduct with her? You want to charge her with something, and we want to make sure that you are charging her appropriately. He goes, uh, what does that mean? I go, like, you're not going to charge her $500 for an offense that has occurred the first time, which is $25, right? And he, you know what he did? He got in his car, right, so he'll be right back, and he took off. He left her the ticket, but he took off in his car and left. If you're in Texas... You're in Texas. Pay attention. Cop pulls you over. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, someone's got to mute that background noise, the kids and everything, and hammering and whatnot. I don't know who that is, but it's just... That was was, was me. 
I had to walk outside. My son's taking his plastic tools and working on the recliner. Okay, so okay guys. Uh, yeah, because we want to be fair, Gonzo, to all the listeners. And, you know, I like doing this. I, I do. I'll mute anybody out. So I'm just stay out there for a while because I want no, to be I will. fair to I got all it. the I got you. Okay. No, I got you. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, if you're in Texas, um, the cop pulls you over. I'm the officer so-and-so, da-da-da-da-da. First of all, he does identify himself as a magistrate, court officer, or a peace officer. He is not authorized to ask for any identification, period, <clears throat> at all. No offense your butts. Second, under Penal Code 38.22, he is required to avail you of your right to remain silent and the right to counsel. You are always under some kind of arrest whenever you're in Texas and you get pulled over. What I say, it works 100% of the time, is, hello, how you doing? I'm Officer so-and-so, da-da-da-da-da. Officer, if I produce any identification, can it be used against me in a court of law? If it can be used against me in a court of law, then I take up the election to remain silent, not to accredit myself, and under Penal Code 3022, you are required to read me my rights to let me know so. And then that's that you stop talking, unless it's obviously in your favor, if he's, you know, whatever. He'll say, bye, have a good day. Penal Code 38.22, he is required to avail you of your right to remain silent and your right to counsel. I, I agree, but I heard judges tell the people that Miranda's dead. You heard what I said. But, but okay, yes, yes, I agree. I, I agree. But Penal Code mm-hmm. thirty-eight point twenty-two is still on the books. Of course it is. And you know what, people? Let me tell you something. I, I I explained this to somebody the other day. Somebody that was, you know, like I guess they listened to the calls and they didn't get a couple of things that I was saying. Okay, so if you're in, you know, you work for the government. And the words used for the government is this. Um, what is it that? What is the law, you guys? Oh, I have a right. You know how they say we have a right to remain silent as well. But I forgot what the name of the law. I forgot what the law is called. Oh, the Fifth Amendment. We plead the fifth, right? Doesn't the attorney say he pleads the fifth, and he tells the guy to not speak not one more word, right? That you're telling them the same thing, people, but you don't say in court, I plead the fifth. You don't ever say that. I'm going to tell you why. Because you don't work for the federal government and you don't work for local government. They can plead the fifth because the Constitution, well, the Constitution is for the federal government. And the state state government has also their own constitution, okay? Wilson v. v. U.S. and Helbert Finkel says corporations do not have Fifth Amendment immunities. It's also published in uh, 342.3 in the IRS manual. Yeah, but the government is not a corporation. The government 
is labeled under um, a nonprofit organization. They're listed as a charity, as a charity. And I'm going to tell you why they're listed as a charity, because they are doing God's work, okay? They get all these benefits that trickle down all the way down to the state. They work for God, and supposedly the God of this world is Satan. I mean, I read it right there in the Geneva Bible to you guys. I'm sure King James didn't want you to know that, but yeah. And so, I mean, is it a bad thing? Yeah, it could be a bad thing if you don't know, you know, who God is. But um, you don't have a right, I think, to plead the fifth. But what I realize is that when you're talking jurisdiction, right, all you have to do is shut your mouth and remain silent. Okay, she Wolf, can I ask you a question in Gonzo? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know Ralph Winterrow, you know, in, in uh, Alaska, and his driver's license came due to update like four years ago, and he changed it from a U.S. citizen to a state. Right. That all of a sudden he was not liable for none of the codes or none of that. He become exempt. The only reason why yeah, he cares that. Driver's license is for safety reasons, is what the lady told yeah. him. Okay, and so so he has to say that out of their state citizen. See, he can say anything he wants, so he don't worry about it. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Somebody! Wait a minute! Somebody has to mute out because you know what? I really can't hear you, Mike. Somebody has to mute out. There's lots of noise in the background, and all I I can hear you a little bit, Mike, but I hear it like this. I don't know what it is, but it's it's really distorting what you're saying. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so what he did is is redid the contract, so to speak. All right, I got a good friend yeah. in Georgia that sets up a private trust for people all the time, and he does kind of like the same thing. The trust yeah. owns everything, the name, mm-hmm. the car, the house, everything. And he started this right. in 2012 because he was taking property off the tax roll. And what he does when he do, takes property off the tax roll, say a house, that they, some lady had bought it starting a year prior. And so yeah. he put it in a private trust, and he sends to the the Secretary of State asked them, do they have any rights, title, or interest in this house? And they always yeah. 100% write him back and say, no, they don't. Then he sends a okay. copy of that letter to the mortgage company, and he asks them the same thing. They say, absolutely not. All right, then he goes to the county recorder's office and asks them the same yeah. thing, and, and he wants it taken off the tax roll, and he said that they okay. always do it. The, now then, I'm asking Gonzo, does he know a better way to take property, you know, your house, off the tax row? Well, you said he did well, it by the, saying he was the, a state citizen. That makes, see, a state citizen is exempt from all reporting, but a U.S. citizen is obligated for all reporting. Yeah, because the, US federal, is a federal the only thing that I know, 
The only thing that I know is if there's an encumbrance existing on the property, okay. you cannot move it from the residential to the private. <clears throat> now, uh, I got a friend of mine who's who's delved really deep into the, the whole property aspects, and I'll get with uh, She Wolf later about that information. But uh, the property is nothing more than the, than the address on the mailbox. That's the property. Yes, not, uh, not the, the land house. or any of It is the street, and right there, like it's you're the saying, one, two, the, it's uh, just one, two, three, two, one, one, two, three, Cherry Tree Lane, City State Zip Code. Uh -huh. That's the property. It's not the house. It's not the, the 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 address is an easement placed on the legal description to give way for services. Yes. Yeah. Yes, all it's, a, it's a copy, okay. all you, okay, copy so written. They did that. They lied, and they. You just. Come, what about when the sheriff comes in and throws all your shit out of the house? Well, it's well, it, it, right it's still, it's still right. It's a copy uh, written. Yes. So all you do is you go to the post office. I need to do a change of uh -huh. address. You want from yeah. the nine one one address, the the easement address. To yeah. your rural route, you then okay. quit yeah. claim the uh -huh. address back to the municipality. Okay. We had a postal. Which we had a po uh, a, a, wherever you live, city of Tyler, which, city of which, Dallas, city of Denton. Well, what if? Wait a minute. Even if you're renting, like I rent a townhouse. Uh, well, no. If you if you rent a, if you rent a townhouse, that's that's part of the yeah. um. That's a, that's a that, so that, that yeah, that's so I, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. No, but you can well, no. you can take take the mailbox and the letters off the uh, townhouse and and get your mail at a post at a uh, post office box. Yeah, I want to do that like what you did. Yeah, you know um, what else I'm doing with that. And they go to the, but here's what, here's what you really have to do though. You have to you have to go to the county tax assessor. Nobody has paid. Listen to my words, and I and I'm, and I'm not speaking of of experience. I'm I just now learned this, and so I'm I'm, I'm having this conversation with people. We have to go in and 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 make the and pay the excise tax on the ten dollars. Until you do that, you have no surety ship rights on the on the on the mortgage and the trust you want you want to, you want, we talked about what rights you want you want sure in, in a in an action at law hear my words in an action at law not a suit in an action at law in these de facto courts if you do not come forward with surety ship rights then you have no rights now you asked the question the other you asked the question a while back ago how can you endorse the note? What can you do on the note? You simply bring forth the surety for Standard Form 28. That's what you attach to the note. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing about a note. And I just learned this. Everybody, write this down. Secret Service Form SSF Secret Service Form 604. Counterfeit note. I had a friend of mine in Tyler, Texas. She Wolf, I'm going to put you in contact with this gentleman. Okay. Um, what he did is he contacted Wells Fargo. He wrote a letter yeah. to Wells Fargo, a FOIA to Wells Fargo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he, he, he 
and he uh, addressed them as the keeper of the record. Okay, yeah, right. that's what they are. Yeah. Okay. What, what, what was that, the, the name of that form? What was the name of that form one more time? Secret Service Form Six Hundred Four. So just Six Hundred Four. You said Secret Service Form. Okay. Secret, Secret, Secret Service Form Six Hundred Four Counterfeit Note. He called people. Fargo you better up. write this down in case they erase this call because. We are teaching you things that other people will not teach you. <laughs> okay, so. So you go I to know, he Wolf Fargo. He said, he goes, Wolf Fargo, I asked you, I asked to, um, uh, he said, listen, I want to set it, I want to set it, I need to set up an appointment and a date and time to come. I wish to inspect the note. For possible errors, for, for, for possible uh, negotiable errors or possible negotiable errors that I wish to that, that I wish to cure. Please get back to me. They sent him a copy of the note back to him. So he calls Wells Fargo up after already finding this form. He calls Wells Fargo. All right, so listen, I'm a I'm a default. What do I need to pay you right now to get out of default? And he gave he gave a figure. Okay, great. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take, I think he said seven hundred. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a photocopy of seven one hundred dollar yeah. bills. Okay. And I, I'm gonna mail that I'm gonna mail that to you. We take we take that as payment. There's no we can't take that. They go why not? Because it's counterfeit. Okay. Then what makes you think I can accept this copy of a note? So he says here's what I'm gonna do. Since you used the mail to deliver this counterfeit note, I'm going to fill out a Secret Service Form 604, a, 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 an IRS Form 4810, an IRS Form 4490, an IRS Form 10498, an IRS Form 211, and an IRS Form 3949A, and I'm going to make my report to the IRS to have the IRS do a prompt assessment on this account. The day of the sale, he went to the person that was, he went to the person, he went to the auction on the block. He said, listen, I have made, I have opened up an investigation with the IRS on this counterfeit note. If you proceed with this sale, I will add you to the investigation and I will have you arrested. And he gave the, and he gave the documentation to the, to the auctioneer. Most people, they would just take it off the, off, the, um, off the sale block. The auctioneer went into the system and took it out of the system, completely erased it from the system. It's not even there anymore. The Wells Fargo calls well, him back up. Oh, I thought you were doing Wells Fargo, ahead, Wells Fargo calls him back up and says, how can we help you? So what can we do to help? He simply says, okay, great. I'm going to send you a letter of everything that I need. I'm in default. Therefore, under the terms and conditions of the, of the contract, you are supposed to apply for default mortgage for default insurance. I'm going to make the assumption that you did that, and as such, you have created a taxable event, specifically a taxable termination. And I need your W-9, 990, 8300. 
I need to see on the IRS form 8300 where you reported your gains of the note from the deposit from your endorsement on it. I need to see a form IRS form 1066 where you reported the property as a foreclosure property. And I need to see the form 8831 where you have to pay the excise tax on the property to be in possession of the property. He got a paid in full, I think it was like a week later. He got a, he got a paid in full. From 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 the bank. Gonzo, are you outside? That's not me. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. I wish, I wish that I knew who it was because I don't. Okay, I'm gonna have to mute almost everybody out. Because you know what, I just said something about it and it stopped. Yeah, I know when you said after. Yeah, and then it'll start right back up again, and it's totally interrupting the call, so I'm going to have to mute everybody except for certain individuals, and I know they're not doing this. Um, all right, I'll, I'll be right back. Let me go. I'm going to have to mute. Hold on. So here's the thing. Or, or you guys do me a favor. Mute your phones, and if you're not talking on the call, do me a favor and, and do everybody the favor of muting your own calls, that would be very helpful because this information, you're not going to find this information anywhere. Please. Amen. I can just jump in before I mute myself again. Gonzo, can you repeat the last, like, couple sentences because that guy was so loud we couldn't catch the details. Um, you have to be more specific. The, the, um. It was that with the IRS, you know, when they need to report their their oh, game you want it, you want it. so so when you write so when you write the so when you write the the letter to the IRS. Now, a friend of mine told me there are certain words you want to use when you're talking to the IRS. FOIA is you want to use the word documents. IRS, you want to use the word artifacts. I use both. Um, so you write the IRS a letter. You know, you write the bank letter saying, "I want to. I, I wish to inspect um, the, 80, the the IRS form eighty three hundred. No, I'm sorry. This is a FinCEN. The FinCEN. You want to see the FinCEN one hundred four one fourteen. FinCEN one hundred four one fourteen. One is paper. One is electronic. And these are. Um, it shows who the source of credit is, where the source of where the source of the funds. You want the eighty three hundred that the bank filled out upon receiving the deposit of the note when they did the pay to the order of. You want to see the 1066, where the bank took the election to treat the property as a foreclosure property. You want to see the form 8831, where the bank paid the excise tax on the inclusion of the REMIC. Um, You want the bank's W-9, the 990, articles, CUSIPs, their... um, FAR registrations, if they, if 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 so, if if so existing, and let them know that um, it is unlawful one for the bank to be a holder of a note under the under the Currency Act. Two, um, if the bank can show where it countersigned the note, then there is no then then there is no contract with the bank. Now. The Currency Act, Section 27 and 28, says it's unlawful for the for any association, any national association, to countersign a note. So if, if the bank could show 
where it countersigned the note, then then this kind of, then then, I, then then you are not the source of funds of destiny. You are not the source of funds. You didn't. There is no loan. Now, what you say is, if you cannot show me where you countersigned the note, then I must make the assumption. I must make the prima facie assumption that you took a you took a private security and, and, and converted it to a public draft, making a general deposit into an escrow into into an un, some undisclosed account, commingling other notes and bodies, artifacts and papers and chattels with it. And therefore, I must make my report to the IRS. So I'm going to fill out a form 4810, 4490, and a 3949A. I want to make my report to the IRS because it is my duty to do so as the holder of the IMF-issued Social Security number. I have a duty to make reports to my principal, the IMF, as the holder of the Social Security number, which through all transactions are valued. But the surety has to come forward. You have to establish your you have to establish your rights under under suretyship because the surety has the right of subrogation. And the surety has the right to be has the right to be made whole and be made fully and be fully availed of all transactional chattels. The bank has created their bank. I got I got your default. You put me in foreclosure. You issued me a 1099C. Thank you for your notice. I have been so noticed. Received received service. I have received sir. I consider myself so served with the 1099C. And since I received the 1099C, this is prima facie. This is this is um, evidence of a taxable termination performed by you. I need to see these. I need to see this, 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 and this. Your W9, W7, W8, 990, CUSIPS, uh, 8300, 1066, 8831, Go quick claim the property. Go quick the property back to the municipality. Use the private address. Contact the tax assessor's office. Listen, there is uh, no more business. No more business shall be conducted at the property. Uh, I am taking a complete. I'm, I'm the property is now a, a complete homestead. No wait. What is homestead is? Um, what is homestead? They give the part for so much of value of the house on the homestead. Okay, so do you, okay. So my question is this: I know the history of homestead. It's mom and pop stores. You don't, you didn't want to get taxed on the upstairs house. You want, you only wanted to get taxed on the downstairs business. So they divided the property. So do you, so do you want homestead or do you want the exemption? No, you want the homestead. 
You want to you want to complete you want you want you want to completely homestead it. No business will be recorded. This is private property. He's got to go. He's got to try to find a way to pay the excise tax on the ten dollars listed in the deed of trust. They're they're going to play stupid. So you go to the you go to the tax you go to the appraisal you go to the appraisal district. Now in in Texas there's a form. Um. Um. Oh shoot! I forgot it. Uh, Texas Comptroller of Accounts Form 50-759, or you can um, make your vehicle uh, exempt from registration, private, exempt. But you have to do it before. You have to do it after January 1st, but before April 30th, or you can't do, or you can't do it for that year. You have to wait for the following year. I missed it. I didn't do it, so I missed it. I found the form too late. But simply ask the bank, if the, Your Honor, if the bank can show where they countersign the note, I see no, I see no contract. And if they claim that they did, that means they took the security because it's a, it's a, it's a maturity deal over nine months. And they converted the security to a draft, and that's a, that's a illegal, that's a illegal conversion. They've laundered, they've laundered the note. The bank can't be the holder of the note because the Currency Act says that no bank, it should be unlawful for any, any national association to hold the note. How can the bank be the holder in due course of the note when the Currency Act of the United States, an act presumed by Congress, says that, they, that it's unlawful for them to hold the note? Is your honor ready and able, is your honor ready and able today to contradict an act of Congress under oath? Is your honor able and ready today to, contra- to contradict the act of Congress under oath. Hey, Gonzo. Oh, like I, hey, yeah. I say I'll turn there to Gonzo. What about, you know, since we're the grantor of that mortgage, Gonzo, can't we go back as Grant tour and take and put the trustee as my first cousin or second cousin, okay? And if that's who the trustee is, they can't come against the trust, can they? But the bank tries to put their member in there, and that's who forecloses against somebody is, is the bank's trustee. As as Grant tour over that, all they trust, want back is the we property. Mortgage, can't we assign and change all of that paperwork with a snap of our finger, and nobody can can supersede what we say in that? Um, but the property belongs to them. That's their, that's their easement. That belongs to them. You want to do a quick claim on the easement. However, you can put the land patent into a land trust and tell them, listen, you've got 30 days. Come get your shit off my property. I mean, get, get your stuff off my land. I'm going to bulldoze to the ground. Gonzo, hello. Yes. Would the same thing work for a third-party debt collector that's suing you or um, a debt, an attorney that bought the debt? On, on a debt collection, just simply say this. Everybody write this down. I have received your attempt to collect the debt in association with account number dot, 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 
I, I, I consider myself served, or I consider myself um, duly served the notice. <clears throat> I am unable to pay, satisfy, or make, ten- or, or make tender. I'm, I'm unable to pay, satisfy, or make tender satisfactory this account. You may consider this debt a bad debt, uncollectible. Our, um, per Title 26, Sections 165 and 166, you may write this off as a bad debt. Have a good day. Even if it's in court? Even if it's in court? If it's in court, you have to give me a better example. The debt collector, period? Or did any debt collector? So just any yes. so like debt collection debt collection generally? Um, well, say there's an attorney that bought the debt and took you to court. You did a proof of claim and all this private. You know, private nah, I don't do it now. No, no, don't do all that. I don't do all that. That's just that's that's part of the course. Just simply write them back. I have received your attempt did, to collect are, the debt. What are they trying to do? What did you say they're trying to do? Well, it's already in court, and you know there was an objection to them trying to get a summary judgment. And then mm-hmm. um, the judge wouldn't accept, uh, you know, a, the court didn't accept the birth certificate that was signed on the back, you know, even though there's right. the name change and, and all of that. And okay, well, okay, here, okay. Is, yeah, well, right, that's here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing about, hold on, here's the, let me interject. Here's the thing about the certificate of birth, okay? Put it to you like this. You have AT&T. AT&T exists on paper. Okay. We all agree with that, yes? Okay. So AT&T exists on paper through a charter, in corporate articles, whatever it is. They're, corp- they're corporate papers, corporate charters. Yeah, in, they have articles of incorporation. There you go. Okay, so now that makes AT&T the issuer of what? Security stocks, the ventures, da da da. Yeah. Okay. They are they are giving okay, their. This is a service. Right. Exactly. So AT and T is giving you what a service. No, no, I'm, no, I'm not talking about. I'm not, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, they yes they do that, but I'm not on that. I'm on strictly. AT and T is the issuer of stock. You can go buy stock at AT and T, correct? Yes. So yeah. the certificate of birth, the name on the mm-hmm. certificate is the issuer. John Doe, a.k.a. AT&T, okay? That mm-hmm. person exists on paper. That person is the issuer. Yeah, they a- are. A- <clears throat> UCC 8-103 and 102. Mm-hmm. UCC 8-501 and 502, okay? Mm-hmm. You are the authorized representative, agent, signatory, and the underwriter to the issuer. Um, okay. But I have a question about that. So you're here's not the, so, so. until wait a minute. You're not until you 
give them notice that you are. So All you have to do is, all you have, a, yes, notice, notice, yeah. notice, express, express, express. Here's right. the thing. Now, going back to the birth certificate, can you see, logically, AT&T pulling a certified copy of their corporate charter, flipping it over on the back and saying, pay to the order of? No. No. What it would do is it would release its interest in a certain percentage of capital stock to pay it. Okay? Mm-hmm. So stop endorsing the certificate of birth. It serves no purpose. You can't do it. Now, the certificate of birth, the issuer issues stocks, which are 10 Social Security cards. Now, like I said, I'm not speaking of experience because I haven't done it, but you this but the uh you are the, the Make the it quick, Gonzo, make it quick. That's all. The same, just don't if you if AT T can't take their corporate charter and, and verse on the back and sign it, then you can't do it either on the certificate. It's just evidence that you, it's just evidence that a, that a corporation. Well you can't exists. you can't you can't do it because um that's government property. What's state okay, property? Okay, so what would you expect? Well, well, would you would say, you wait say? a minute, I have a question. You said that you have a decree, right? Yes. Do you have? Okay. You're supposed to take that decree and you're supposed to staple it over the name uh, on that birth certificate because now you're the controller, a.k.a. You're the comptroller of the currency that is issued off of that birth certificate. You don't give somebody the birth certificate ever. You don't give it to them. What you do is you go to the no. Oh, you have to. Did you do your deed of acknowledgement and acceptance? Yes, but this is when the you thing. Got, it's a, I'm a power, I'm a power of attorney for somebody, so I'm trying to fight this battle for them. Well, 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 hold on, hold on. Okay. Let's, let's just let's just get to the premises. Okay, so you're in court. There's a debt collector. There's a debt collector coming after you, correct? Right, and they're trying to get in motion for a summary judgment. Okay, let them get summary judgment. Let them get. It. You want a judgment? Get a judgment. Okay. Get it certified. Get it exemplified. Get a complete payoff statement. Okay, great. Do that. Okay, that's 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 currency. That's that's uh, an obligation. Okay. So when you when you get the certified judgment. Okay, you owe this much money. Fantastic, great. Do it on launch. Separate sheet of paper, staple to the back of the of the of the, of the um, judgment. But at the top, put a launch. Uh, authorized and conferred under 50 U.S.C. 4305 parentheses lowercase b parentheses two. Without recourse, period. Pay to the order of the United Pay to the order of the United States of America for credit on account two case number da 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 da. Sign it by your name as authorized or as um as an authorized representative. Any any interest or property conveyed, transfer, assigned to the United States is a full and quintessential discharge and you cannot be held in any liable court. You cannot be held liable in any court. You give it back to the judge. I appoint you trustee, make the settlement. You have an oath to the United States Constitution, the laws of the United States, this is conferred on Title 50, make the settlement. Have a good day. Gonzo, that's what they do in probate court. Like a guy died and he owed for his house and they hired an attorney and he did something like what you just said. And the judge was authorized to pay and settle that account and that house, you know, was mortgage free then. 
for for the right, you can also wait, wait. You can also do that in your last will and testament because um, the law says that that is what that judge is going to do anyway. See, here's where everybody messes up: is that you die, and you don't leave anything in your last will and testament regarding your account. You've got to say yeah, something you want on it. there. You want all yeah, you want what them you to say. settle all the debts. All co- yeah. All pu- all all debts, all, all public debts, all private debts, all commercial debts, yeah. all war, all war debts. Yeah. What about that? Are they settled? You know, are they settled and paid in full? Or, yeah. It will lift them. All 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 commercial debts, private public debts, private debts, commercial debts. Um. Uh, 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 war debts are to be settled, or to be are to be uh, transferred, conveyed, and released over to the United States of America for full and discharge. It and is mine. Whatever all you do say, and whatever remains goes to your children. You say to my heirs, but I was reading in this. No, book no, of no. The law. reverse. No, do not send all. I, you you want to release all reversionary interest back to the United States because. In a reversion okay. of your interest back to the back to the heirs at law is taxable. Okay. Gonzo, you know you was talking about the uh, Social Security, the ten different Social Security cards that we can get, and so each one of those are a different account with a different value attached to them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's an asset sitting there on each one of them, right? Can't we cash right. that yep. out also? Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, he asked yeah, you me, know so the, that was Mike. Yeah, you know, the, the, you was talking about, Gonzo, you know, the Social Security account, you know, they allow us to have in a lifetime 10 of those Social Security cards because each one of them is an account with money assigned to them, the security each time, okay? Now, we can cash those in, correct? get a face value of, of credit yes and no no you can't I mean, wait a minute you can't get money well, off of that birth i mean i'm just saying credit you know <laughs> no <laughs> those yeah maybe credit well hold on no. those, those those uh, oh my goodness those cars are, that was yeah i was walking did my that was me walking out the sliding glass door sorry i'm sitting back down i had to go in and get some drink anyway um um those cards are eligible for resale to qualified institutional buyers under Rule 144A domestically and Regulation S internationally. How to do that, I have no idea. Okay, what are you you're talking right, about? Because I heard people saying that they've done that. They found out that <laughs> those are trading, that people are buying stock like into them, and so they got a face value. And I guess you do a forensic audit and find out what the value is on that and pay those people that's holding stock off, and then we take the asset of it for each one of those cards. Yeah, but you know what? I was reading something. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And I was reading this. I'm reading this book right now. Um, what? Remember um, Southern? Are you there? Yeah. Uh, she will. Okay. You reach that yeah, I remember. 
Yeah, I know, I know. So I'm going to close it off with this. The Southern's reading this book. It's, a, it's English law, and it talks about all the sovereigns up until now, okay? There, you know what? Every sovereign that lives is either a king or a queen, right? And it started like in 1292 with King Edward I up until now, which is Queen Elizabeth. But this book says who can and who cannot buy real estate. And it tells you, and you know, and it's saying in there, you know what? The debtors, we know who they are. They're, the debtors are the debtors, you know. And it's, you know, I haven't gotten thoroughly into the book yet, but I've been trying to read it for like three days because I want to talk about this in one of our next calls. Who can and who cannot purchase real estate, okay? And we, we need to talk about this because people are buying properties and the lands and everything. And then, you know what? I'm, I'm serious. And 20 to 25 years later, the government's going to do another clean sweep all over again to your children. They're going to come in. They're going to take their houses and throw them back out. I bet your bottom dollar, because that's what they did during the Great Depression, uh, when you have these recessions. And, you know, I was listening to some calls during the time that the mortgage crisis was going on. And they were like, yeah, these people went and bought these um, tricky little, uh, you, you pay interest only. And then when, when it was over with and the house prices started going up, you know, talking about how the people couldn't afford it. Um, they began losing their homes. And this is all their fault because they went and bought into this crap and they knew that the interest was going to go up sooner or later. What I did was I called the bank and I talked to a friend of mine because I was, I was offered a job as chairman or chairwoman of a bank, of a bank for the poor people. I was like 35 when this happened. They said, you know, you qualify for this job because, you know, I am a college graduate, but I, I didn't want to do that. I want to help people, but I do do my homework when I'm giving you guys information. And I called this bank, and I asked them, hey, um, I want to ask you a question. You know how you have those no-interest homes that you're, you're, you know, selling to the people? Okay, so what happens when the teaser rates are gone after three to five years? She says every six months the interest rate is going to go up. And they can go all, we can go on and on. She said every six months until it reaches 18%. And those people who bought those homes will no longer be in those homes. They already knew what was going to happen. And I, because I'm telling my friend, don't buy that house that way. She goes, why? I go, because you can't afford it. You can only afford it at the moment because it's a teaser rate. So then this is what happens. The media comes out. Well, people don't want to pay the taxes. That's why they're all losing their homes or they bought these expensive homes and they knew that the rates were going to go up. This is their own doing. That's why I said let 2019 be the year that you read that contract. Do not accept your notary's word, 
Do not accept the attorney's word. Do not accept the financer's word. And when he's trying to get you to put your signature on that contract, say, I want to go over every page of that contract. Every page. And like Southern said, on the mortgage contract, it says that you have to pay in USD. We don't have USD, people. We don't have that kind of currency. And you have to question that. Why does it say this on here when we don't have that type of currency? And so I have another document. It's right there on legal deception that I've given to everyone. It's called um, a, a creditor's inquiry or debtor's inquiry. Why? Because you're a debtor, right? And you want to do an inquiry. If you're, if you're going to take home, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying they need to, you give that to your bank. Say you have a car right now. And you want to discuss with your bank about these payments that you're making. And you, do, you submit the creditor's inquiry and you tell them that they have 30 days to get this filled out before a notary. Because on my creditor's inquiry, I say that they must file a direct with this paper that I'm, you know, you're submitting with them because they're going to swear under oath that whatever they're going to fill out on this debtor's inquiry is the truth. And you know what? I, ha- I, I We did this. And I sent it to my daughter's bank for her car. And the CEO wrote back and said he doesn't have to fill anything out. I didn't. I, do you think I cared about what the CEO said? I sent another one. I said, now you've got two weeks to fill it out. They write me back saying they're not going to fill it out, so I called them. And I told them, uh, you know, I sent you a form twice, and it will be three strikes, you're out. I'm trying to conduct an administrative process. And I told her, this is an attempt to settle a debt, and everything said, done, or heard shall be used for that purpose in a court of law. So the lady's talking to me, and she's saying, this call is being recorded for quality assurance. And I said, I'm going to give you some courtesy here, because I don't have to tell you this. We're in Texas. This call is being recorded for quality assurance and training purposes. She goes, okay. And we're talking about the loan. And I told her, well, I want you to send me a copy of a canceled check that says that your bank paid so-and-so dollars on behalf of my daughter's name. I want to see that check, and I want to see it canceled already or cashed out. So you want me to pay you back? Well, you have to show me that you paid for this car. And so she says, is that all you need? And then I said, yeah, that's all. If you show me that you really paid this debt on her behalf, then I will gladly pay you. She says, "Um, oh, well, we can't do that. And I said, why? Because that's when she said the same thing Gonzo's saying. They purchased a stock option. Um, They never paid the debt. And when she told me that, I said, well, then we don't have a contract. The contract is null and void. And this conversation... Well, if you take a note... Yeah. You go go back to what you said. Hmm. You go to the the banks. Okay. Okay, so... Ms. Shewell, if you were approved for the loan, okay, great. Send me over the send me over all the paperwork. 
include in mm-hmm. the note. Let me let me see it. Let me inspect it so I can ask so I can write mm-hmm. down my questions and things like yada yada yada. They send you everything, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> just fill the note out. Don't fill the mortgage out. No, throw that chunk that in the garbage. Just find it. Just find the promissory mm-hmm. note. Make the endorsement. Pay mm-hmm. to the order of the United States of America without recourse. Yeah. And I want you to think about to the, this, send people. It to, send it to the. Send it to the. Uh, send it to the to the treasury. Yeah. And you write the, and and you write and you send a certified copy. You deliver. Don't mail it. Mm-hmm. Deliver. Yeah. Deliver a certified copy. Mm-hmm. To the, uh, well, who do you use, the, like DHL? No, 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 no. Mail the original to the Treasury. Go back to the go okay. back to go back to clothing with an affidavit, declaration, uh, declaration of testimony in the nature of an affidavit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. I so no what evidence. I want to tell people. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Finish that. Finish that real quick, because I just want to tell them one more thing before no, I have to hang no, up. No, no, go ahead. Remember, go ahead. I got to. Okay, listen. So I want you to think about this before we have our next call, okay? When you're engaging yourself and putting yourself into a contract, okay, and I know it's an exciting moment for you because you're purchasing a home or a car, your kid's going off to college, oh, I got to get my kid his his first car, whatever, right? I want you to remember this. Like when you're doing uh, these contracts, like I, like I said last week, I asked the bank, um, are you and uh, I told her, are you and the Treasury operating together? She said the who, and I go the Treasury of the United States, and um, she said no. Why? Why would we? I go, oh, so your duties are are to gather customers, right, and hold their assets, and you provide them loans, and this is the important part, because she said, yeah, we don't don't have any connection with the Treasury, okay? We do not have a contract with the Treasury. Do you know what a bank's job is? The bank's job is to hold your assets, okay? They don't have anything. They're not... They cannot pull a magic rabbit out of the hat when you need money, okay? But I will tell you what every one of them have been doing. And what they have been doing is this. Those financiers are experts at filling out the documentation and paperwork that you need so that the treasury gives you the funds that you're needing, okay? They have nothing to do with anything dealing with the funds that you just received in a loan because they are all servicers as well. All they do is the bookkeeping for you people. And when she told me that, I'm like, what the hell? They don't have any connection. So what you do, you want to become enlightened is if any one of you that are listening to this call, you... Right now, you're getting ready to sign off on a contract or you're filling it out. Look at all the things that they're asking you for, right? And do it yourself and see if the Treasury will release you the funds. Because you know why they make you sign a promissory note? Because you went through them and you used their business name and paper to get it. 
Okay. Yes. You know the treasury gives them the money, right? And then they say that they write you. Let's say you borrow money from the bank. They write you a check. The check has the company's name on it. That's because they filed all the papers that are required by the treasury for you to get that money. Yes. That's what they're charging you for. But they are not the ones who give you the money. You really did it all by yourself. But well, here where I'm at, you don't know county, how to fill out paperwork. Uh-huh. Here, here where we're at in Tennessee, the county claims that it is the lender, and that's why the property is on the tax roll, and that's why if you default, you know, everything is held under the county. That's that's what uh-huh. Well, you but know that's what? That's not a statement, but that's how they play it, okay, because they don't want... Yeah, well, you know what they told me? Somebody told me uh, the other day, they told me about, you know how I tell you how they garnish my wages? So I told them, uh, well, I told them, you can't just do that. You know they said? Yeah, un- under the federal law, we can do that. We we have the right, we have permission to do so, right? I said, can you quote for me right now, under what federal law? I'm on the computer right now so I can look it up. No, I don't know exactly where what law it is. I just know that we we have permission to do that. And I asked them, did somebody tell you that? Or do you have hardcore evidence and that you know where you can find this law that says you can do that? And you know what they said? We don't have it with us. I said, then you can't do that. And let me tell you something. You must not know the copyright laws. You can't do what you just did. And I said to them, do you ha- did I give you a, a document or a note saying, hey, I'm too stupid to pay my bills. I want you to do it for me by garnishing my wages. They stayed really quiet. And I said, do you have anything in writing by me stating that I said you can pay my bills for me? He said, no. I said, so who said you can garnish my wages to pay my debt? You know what she said? Well, we can recontract it. How much do you want to pay? You know what I told her? Because you've been so sinister thinking you can pay my bills, if I decide to pay that bill, I will give you a dollar a month until I die. She said, that's not enough. I said, it doesn't matter. I'm going to make you a counter offer. And if you refuse my counter offer, guess what? You don't have you don't have anything more to you know you can't continue because first of all I'm going to get you because you you trying to pay my debts for me, and I didn't tell you you can do that. And you know what? And that's why I say please, when you sign a contract, be very careful. You are on a contract right now with Social Security. And Social Security, you know what that is? That is um, a socialism uh, insurance benefit that you have. And you don't realize that it's an insurance benefit. Because I called them and I asked them. I called them so much, they're probably sick of me. And they told me that's insurance that we were paying for all those years. So, you know, you can change the contract. Okay, when I went into Social Security the last time, uh, it, I went to the one in, 
downtown here, and I was talking to the guy. I told him, you know what? I said, did you have a happy 4th of July? And he said, yeah, I took off. I go, did you go to barbecue and picnic? Yeah, I did. And I said, oh, yeah, and uh, why are we going celebrating 4th of July? He said, the Declaration of Independence, right? I said, for who? Because it ain't for us, damn it. We were already here. He goes, I know that, but (laughs) he goes, I still enjoy the fireworks and the picnic, but I know that it doesn't have anything to do with our people. So if you don't, you, you need to go back into history. Do not, I mean, thank God I don't have to go into court too much because I write a very thorough paper on them. Even the judge, her neck will be broken after she's done reading what I write on a piece of paper. And they usually put their head down, get up, and they say, court is adjourned. Because what I wrote in that paper, she would never be able to read it to anybody. Know your history, people. And please, this year, I want you to start looking at these contracts. You are actually allowing them to abuse you. If you don't read those contracts, what they put on there, like, it says you indemnify them of any harm or wrongdoing. No, you can't do that. You got to write your own part of that contract and mail it to them. But anyways, um, I was going to read this. Wolf. Huh? She wolf. Ask Gonzo a question right quick before he leaves. Gonzo. Wait, somebody else is talking in the background. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Gonzo. Who was that? My daughter. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Gonzo, I'm in the middle of taking my house off of the tax roll, and so I went to the post office, you know, and got the application and filled it out. And here in Tennessee, where I'm at, you can't get the land patent information unless you pay an attorney a thousand dollars. It's extremely, extremely hard to find that they've got it hid for Tennessee. Georgia's okay, easy. North Carolina is easy. You can go online and get all your information. But here, it's like it's hid, and they have to go to some place where it's written down. And so I wrote it down here, the legal description of where the house is. Is that well enough to do a change go of address? To the, go to the Bureau of Land Management or wherever they hold your patent and tell them that you need you need them to pull the patent, you want them to translate the patent, and you need a, and you need a, 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 a title abstract because uh, you're going to do um, some landscaping and you want to make sure that... Uh, if there are in, or, or any existing heirs on the land that they, uh, you want to make sure that they get paid. Okay, now here mm-hmm. too, it's like they hide that stuff. We can't get access to it, so we have to pay an attorney to go where somewhere. Are they, where, where, where does where does the county have the authority to gatekeep a United States land patent? I don't know, but it's that way here. No, no, that's yeah, what you ask them. A, what, a by what authority do you? Going. No, that's what that's what you ask them. By what authority do you have the right to gatekeep a United States land patent? Okay, you are the record. You are the holder of the record. Well, I require. Have you um? Oh, so here's what you're. Saying. Yeah, but how about um? 
and they would be yeah. obligated to give me that land patent information? Mm-hmm. So what you're saying, Gonzo? Yeah. Okay, because, you know, I haven't done that, but I know other people that's got the land patent in the past, and they had to pay an attorney a thousand bucks, and he goes somewhere and looks it up because see, it's not public record in Tennessee. They've kept it hid. Yeah, you know why? Yeah, the right, you, have, you know you the people the right who owned it. it are dead, and they didn't have any heirs, right? Think about that. Those people, like the founding fathers, listen. I had, this guy was telling me that they stole his land. The county was fighting with them, right? He said that when they pull up the land patent, it was it was registered to a president, one of the presidents, and he said that president died before um, the date of the land patent is like say five or six years later. That president had had already died, and he said, "Hey, there's a mistake here. This you can't issue a land patent to the president. He died in this year." Oh, we don't care. You know, like, they, so you know what they did? Because he caught them in that one. They changed the description of the land from it being a land to a swamp. And they told him he had to leave because, uh, listen, for safety reasons. He said, I'm not going anywhere. I've been here for 30 years, and I, and nothing that you've written on here is true. Yep, you're and right. They went so, to God, war. Though, if I go back yeah. to the county and request that the way you're saying, they'll be obligated to be truthful and give me that land patent information. Yeah, tell them, tell them where they where they, They're um, supposed to. I think it's Genesis, I think it's, I think it's Genesis 126, says God gave us dominion over mm-hmm. the land. Mm-hmm. Who are, you to, who are you to supersede God? I'm sorry, where's your authority? Okay, and then fill out that change of address. Because here's, here's, what, here's there, what you say. That $10 exemption tax. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. excise, excise, tax. excise, excise. I'm excise. here to pay the. I'm here to pay the excise tax on the ten dollars. Okay. I some can't states, even some pay states the call excise it, tax. Some states call it a transfer tax. I can't okay. even do a damn transfer states, tax. I'm buying. The United I'm States recognizes. The United States recognizes the <laughs> King James Version's Bible as the Word of God. The United States yep. has already established a common law between us and the Bible. Therefore, the Bible stands yeah. as, as the supreme law or the su- supreme law yeah. of the land. So where and it has you have to be the, the right 1611. To... That's what I was told. Okay. Is there anything else I need to say, Gonzo? No. Okay. Just, just where, so where is everybody done? So. Okay. Well, that will conclude. Okay, what is it? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, real specific for Gonzo. Let me give you a quick uh, thumbnail sketch. We got three notes into evidence and affidavits showing three endorsements on a Florida foreclosure in the most corrupt system, as she Wolf can attest. We have yeah. moved it to appellate, but only stayed a sale scheduled for January 15th uh, with a 7, which has been converted to a 13, which may or may not go anywhere, most likely will be converted back to a seven if they don't dismiss. We have the underlying issue. Oh, okay. the, all right, stop, stop. Are you in bankruptcy Yeah, right it's now? going to be taken all night long. We're going to bankruptcy, yeah. Listen, 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 if you're in bankruptcy now, complete the bankruptcy. Get a, pay, get, get a, get a plan. Have the plan approved. I got all 
put the it's a specific question specific question on top of that we, okay go ahead go ahead what is a specific question in a bankruptcy are you familiar with any of the set off and recoupment provisions yes or doj yeah. opinions or any of that yes okay we've already gifted the house to the government and the church via ucc years ago mm -hmm. and we're with the conclusion where they're trying to steal the house to sell it and boot us out so the stays being challenged well, by the lower attorney so that's i know because you're still there right how would you play that yes, out would you correct the judge the right uh, what i would trust? to answer your question to, to to answer your question question with specificity and, and to answer directly is get the bankruptcy plan be it 713 whatever i don't, I don't care the chapter get a plan i agree to pay 300 for 36 months get a payoff plan get the full get the full accord and read title 50 section 4305 lowercase lower b parentheses lower parentheses 2 put the allonge on the order pay to the order of the united without recourse pay to the united states of america sign it by your name as the authorized agent do the conveyance you can't be held live in the court tell the trustee as trustee of the united states i order you to make the settlement I'm relying on the statute. I can't be held liable in a court of law anymore. Make the settlement, or being or being default to the public trust. Why don't you? Why don't you? Who, um, who who's talking to us right now? This is the chaplain that was reading the book earlier. This is a friend of Southern's down here in Florida. Okay, Still so on Southern. Um, Southern. Okay. Yeah, I, give out my, I, can give, I can give my email if you want. Yeah, yeah go ahead and give me email. If, if that's okay. That way you can work will, more closely. Yeah, go ahead. She will no, I give it out. That's okay. I'll give them injunctions what I give them. No, just, just make, yeah, just make the, but just make the advance to the United States. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah okay. she will give out my, she will give out my email. I don't care. It's fine. Who is this? I don't know who this is. This is, this is okay, Brother Gonzo. David, the chaplain. Okay, I know I'm, who I'm, you are. I know, but he's going to give you the yeah. email. I don't know. You, I gave the, I gave Florida an injunction, right? And it worked. Like, see, it stopped working because they claimed that I abandoned the property now. But I, if I would have stayed there, they would not be coming on that property because... That injunction, I put it when it was granted. I was granted six injunctions for a dollar, and I put it on my door, and nobody would come on that. Well, one person did, somebody who, a realtor, and I said, well, every time you step on this property, that's going to cost you $10,000. They ran off that property. Yeah, yeah I'll just give you, I'll just give, I'll just, I'll just give, I'll just give you here. Something I'll just, I'll just, if you got it, if you got a pen and paper, write it down. Go ahead. Okay, well, give them your email so, because I've got to hang yeah, up. I'll, I'll, here. Okay, here's, just, okay. Give my, just take my number down. Anybody wants it, give me a call. 903-431-8729. All right, Say it one more this is Brother Dave. Bless you guys. Thanks for Nine, everything you're doing. 903-431-8729. And we'll be doing a call next week, people, and I want to see if I can bring Roger back 
You've probably been busy. He wanted to show you how to clean up your credit like immediately. And so I'm going to talk to him this week to get him to come on next week or Southern can try to get the lady who's going to talk to you about this mortgage fraud and what they're doing about it. Um, either one of the two will be on if I can get them on there. I hope you enjoyed the call. I hope we were able to answer some of your questions. And um, I hope that I was able to once again explain that a name change is a change of assignment. See, they just give it a simple name. Oh, it's a name change. So you think you're changing your name. I've said it before. You can. I'm not changing anything I've said. I told you this on my calls that the name change meant change of assignment. You have to put that on your application. Why? Because once you get the decree from the judge, then all your debts get pardoned and you get incorporated. And guess what? Now you're protected by the state. So please, those of you who are still doing name changes, Make sure you put that on the paper. Say, my name change is regarding a change of assignment from your control and power to my control and power. You got to write that on there. Do you want your debts forgiven? It says, you know, like it says, you ain't trying to defraud the government and not pay your debts. Say, no, I will ask, though, that you forgive all of my debts. You put that on there. Do not mince any of your words or be afraid. If you're too afraid to ask the judge for something, most likely you're not going to get it. So with that, love you all people, lots of hugs. Let everybody know we're back um, and that I, we're going to be bringing out a lot of stuff that we've been doing to conquer these evil, fraudulent court systems with their derelict uh, duty employees of the courts. So see you next week, people. I hope you've enjoyed the call. Make sure you bring all your friends and family as well. Thank you and take care. Southern, Thank good you. night. Have a good Gonzo, night. good night. Good night, Mike. And good night, Thank uh, you. Joseph. Okay, I hope to see you guys next week. Take care, you guys, and be safe. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.